Kia ora, aotearoa, and welcome to Generally Famous Stuff Podcast. I'm Simon Bridges, and every week I talk to a generally famous but always interesting guest about life, love, and what makes them tick. Today, some of the world's most famous undertakers as veterans of five coming up six seasons of Casketeers on our TV channels, Netflix, SBS, you name it, husband and wife, parent of five boys and a precious girl on the way, Francis and Kyota Tippanay. Kia ora, Simon. Kia ora. Hey, um, I wanted to start this by giving you both a Big Ben pie because I know from the Casketeers <laughs> how much you love them. And I think flavour matters, right? It was going to be uh, a mince and cheese? Mince and cheese on the... <laughs> You got it, Simon. Absolutely. And that would have been the perfect way to start this. Well, like, like a hooey, yeah. Yeah, know? correct. I feel it would have been, in every sense, sort of culturally appropriate, <laughs> the right thing to um, to start with a kai. Um, but the, the, the problem was, mm. here in, um, you know, fancy Ponsonby slash Auckland Central, mm-hmm. I've been to a four square. I've been to a couple of service stations. I must confess, I haven't been to the closest stuff um, countdown, so I don't know whether they would have had a nice heated pie, but <laughs> they just didn't have them. It, well, and I, I feel like that's because the Big Ben pie, which is basically an icon of New Zealand, <laughs> is um, is undervalued in 2023. True. Well, uh, the more south you come in sort of onehunga, uh, sort of borderline mangere, you'll just find them everywhere. So uh, <laughs> uh, funnily enough, that's where we are and we work, and so... You know, every sort of dairy there. It's got a big Ben pie. Um, What is it about a big Ben that makes it so good? For me, um, there's not a lot of pastry and there's more meat. (laughs) Yes. So whereas sometimes you can go to a bakery and they could just pile on the pastry with a little bit of meat and gravy. Uh, But with a big Ben, it's it's like a Big Mac, you know. It's generally consistent all the time. Yes. Um, And so, yeah. You know what you're getting every single time. Correct. What... What heat do you like it? Is there a sort of a heat you would particularly like it at? Or? Yes, I like it heated to the hottest point it oh, can be and then cooled down before I eat it. Right. I don't like it burning, no. piping hot in my <laughs> mouth. But I don't want to bite into it and I find the middle's cold or warm. So if they heat it up hot, then bite it, you give it time to cool and then eat it room and temperature. And Kyle, you, you were so, you were so, you I mean, you were pregnant um, with bubs on the way in September, yes. but you were so thin, I can't believe you would <laughs> let a... Big Ben pie touch your lips. I look. I I'm not a pie uh, lover. Consumer. No, um, but if it's there and there's kind of nothing else to eat, but especially when your husband is sitting there making it look so good, you're mm. kind of like, oh, okay, I'll have one. But the way in which he explains everything is. <laughs> Kind of makes me really laugh. The whole detail. I know he. Well, but that's because it's important. <laughs> he's a details man. I mean, look at how he's dressed. Look at the gold watch. Look at the black cups. I mean, this guy is smooth, and that's why he. I, I that, like that's it. It's true. He's so smooth that he will allow pastry go all over it. So <laughs> that's what dry cleaners are for. That's what dry. Um, I I um. I grew up on Big Ben pies. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, that said, I didn't have them a lot. My mum would let me have, they were a dollar, a dollar at the tuck shop at Rutherford Primary yes. School once a year. But what I like about a Big Ben is, yeah, at about lukewarm temperature, you can eat it very quickly. <laughs> I mean, like if you're actually being serious about this and you're on the go, mm-hmm. you could do that in three bites. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is because it's not a big pie, because mm-hmm. you're Correct. And the other thing, it's not as messy as a bakery pie with all the, you know, the no. flax. So they're quite, no, it's not flaky. Yeah. Mm. 
No, that's that's um. Well, I don't know where to go from this, but I did bring you because <laughs> I wanted some. I have bought you. Look, but I'm putting this up the mic because I know from Casquetes you love this way. Farm baked, the taste of home, <laughs> triple chocolate. Here we go. Oh, that oh, is good. Beautiful. Although I feel like they've. Oh no, they actually haven't messed with the recipe. You need to have one of those. And that's another, by the way, unsung Kiwi classic. Absolutely, and one. and these Let's biscuits you will find uh, at the funeral homes, which whichever branch you go to. So, Simon, thank you very much. We we all met um, first time on Give Us a Clue mm. uh, with 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 Paula Bennett and um, Tom Sainsbury mm. and um, Hilary Barry. Hilary, yes. yes, and that and that was that was fun. But I feel like. Not you, Kyota, because you weren't there and my wife wasn't there either. But I feel like I really got to know you, Francis, on um, Celebrity Great Kiwi Bake Off or whatever it's called. <laughs> Correct. I, I feel like I got to know you too, Simon. And, um, <laughs> and a moment yeah, of high stress. Yeah, the high stress. Um, and, and that's where it really, you know, you just let yourself out. You're like, put your, all your barriers come down because you've got nowhere to hide. So you saw the true hey, each other <laughs> no uh, during the stress. I, I, I don't know about you, but I felt like it. So this was a day out at Mutawai, I mm. think. And, and we were, you know, it was a Christmas chefing thing and, and, and we had muffins and mine came out like white walkers off Game of Thrones <laughs> and they didn't get marked very well and then we did like we, we could pre-prepare but we're not and then we did a cake yes. right and yeah. I don't I don't mean to offend you Francis but I feel like there were six people there one of them was it's Josh Thompson is it the comedian guy is his name or yes um, and he, 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 he won he what? was outstanding because oh, oh, he was amazing. using like fire and yeah, he was. created like a, a masterpiece like I'm not saying which of us but my view is that you and I were not the best. Um, you Absolutely. And I, out, of, out of the six, can I say, you and I were competing for last. Absolutely. We were just like, who is going to get last? So you're quite, <laughs> no offence to I was just like, you know. Um, I mean, I had to ring my wife even on the show. I think that's what brought you guys bond together. Butter or, you know, the thing. But, you know, I'd only practiced the night before and said, this is what you do. And so I rang her. But, yeah, you're quite right. What but, did you make again? Um a Christmas, yes, some sort Christmas of a, a Christmas, a fruit that had some sort of Christmas fruit cake. In it. Christmas I cake, quite a pretty decoration on the front. I can't remember yeah, yeah. what, but uh, but it was. But I think the truth is the reason you and I are not is because we've got fantastic wives. Correct. Are you? Absolutely. Does he ever cook at home, Kyle? Thank you. Would I be shooting you in the foot if no, I said I no? No, I don't. I toast. <laughs> Spaghetti, you know, all of the kids' Toast. things and spaghetti. Oh, and be, yes. I'm a fried or boil it yeah, kind of guy yeah, yeah, when, the, when, when mum's away. Um, my, pe- my, my children say to uh, Natalie, you know, oh, no, not bacon and eggs again. Because <laughs> that's sort of something I can do, right? It's sort of well, like there's there's bacon pan, and eggs. some oil and, uh, and, and maybe <laughs> some boiled peas. Yeah, actually. all the kids to me, oh, spaghetti again. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, You've had it. It takes one to know. I mean, you've had a sort of a tortured relationship with food, right? Because mm-hmm. food is, um, it's comfort. It's in times of. I know I get fatter when I'm working hard, right? Because I'm working and it's sort of like comfort. It makes me feel good. Um, and what I love on the show is it's hilarious because you're doing yoga and meditation <laughs> and I don't know jazzercise <laughs> and whatever it is you're doing. Um, yeah. No. Uh, uh, food is. Uh, Comfort? It, it's comfort, but also with the culture as well. You know, we, we eat and everything we do. I mean, we we go to blessings of buildings and we have a big feed. We go to 
funerals, as you know, we eat a lot and unveilings, birthdays, weddings, every, everything, food's involved. Um, and so it doesn't help with work as well. And we're all of the same sort of culture and and that. And so I thought rather than me doing it alone, we'll do it together. Yeah. See how that works. And it didn't really work out that well. Um, but you're looking good. Oh, thank you, Simon. Um, you're looking, you're looking fit and healthy. <laughs> What's your regime at the moment? Uh, no, no, it's just three, three meals a day, small meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's it. Uh, I find, unlike you, when I don't work, I sort of right eat a lot more. Uh, when I do work, I don't think about it and just keep going. Mm. Yeah, I suppose is it. No, I suppose in the weekends I do tend to eat more. And Kyra, you, you, um. I hope you're not bringing out that beautiful fried bread I saw on the, because that's not good for the waistline. Oh, I know. But there, there are moments where he does crave for the, for the fried bread, but the whole house, the whole fuddy, they love yes. the bread. It's just, it's it's hot. You put the butter on, you mm. know, you saturate it with butter. Oh, you looked amazing on and, the show. <laughs> and then you slap it up with jam. And, and fair dinkum. I mean, you're making that. You're not, you're not kidding. I am. Yeah. And it's. But you're not – see, what annoys me about you is I get the sense you're not really eating it. I know. See, that's the down, I, I, it's, I think a he lot of us that we – We do. We, we get into this hype of mm. cooking, of baking, and then when it's produced, it's just like, oh, okay, oh, all that half of you. all that fried. <laughs> but the thing is with fry bread, the smell goes throughout the house. Yes, or if it's, it's that wonderful. Way. So everyone's like – their oh, ears and nose go up and they just go to it. And, and, so and if you're trying to sell a house, that's what you want to have some of that going <laughs> on and get them all going. <laughs> Which actually brings me to another thing because you mentioned smells. Um, mm. And maybe this is one for you, Kyra. Um Francis strikes me that he's got a bit of the old OCD going on, right? Because, I mean, I've got – he's always cleaning and tidying, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's probably good. He's always stapling the caskets. He's he's sort of going around with a smell fetish with his sprayer <laughs> around the place. And the one I thought was – I hope you don't mind me saying, Francis, but particularly weird was the, the sort of security camera controlling <laughs> thing you were doing. Is that fair? Has he got a sort of a uh, – does a lot of us are, are, are on edge sometimes. Not so much myself. You know, the staff will go around and they'll go, oh, look, just try not to leave that a piece of paper over there. He's going to watch the cameras or what. And sure enough, we'll get a text <laughs> and go, oh, you left tissue box in the wrong place. Put it back over there. And I'm thinking, oh, don't worry about it. If he's got a major problem, he'll come and change it. But even still, there is a kind of fetish of how things have been presented. Yes. And if we even slightly move it a little he bit. Knows. <laughs> and in our mind it looks perfect until Francis comes along and then he'll just slightly change it a bit. But we just I leave him. The staff they have to laugh about it. Speaking of your staff, <laughs> I love Nona, I love Fiona Beckler. She's fantastic. She's still with you? She's still with us. She yes. in the next season? Yes. Oh no, she she's is. outstanding. Yeah. Um, although she did say that when you're stressed, you're like a lady. Yes, she said to me that's uh, that uh, uh, like I've got my period, uh, <laughs> and uh, some she says things like, "Oh, you need to put a a, a nap, not a napkin, a, a pad, a pad. A pad on, <laughs> um, and all of those things." So, so <laughs> um, and I and you know, but that's how she talks to me, and that's how we talk to each other, uh, which is really really great. And yeah, she's um, she's the with the yin and the yang. So when I want things to prop to be proper and everything, she comes along and it turns it, it upside down, sort of thing. Do you actually seriously? Um, I mean, you got those security cameras. Are you watching them a bit? 
No, no. The, the, a little bit of that was the TV, but most of the time, like now, the, if things go missing or cars are, you know, because we get cars stolen sometimes, they'll ring up, oh, can you check the cameras? Yeah. Mine are not working, but Kyra's got them now. But um, yeah, it's it's good for that sort of thing. Or if uh, a family leaves a bag or so, can you check the camera? They've left their bag here sort of thing. So <laughs> that's it for now. Yeah, it's so funny because… The, the relationship between him and Nona, oh, I mean, honestly, she doesn't hold back. And that's why we love her because she, if, if, if there's a problem, I just, I let her solve everything by just giving it to him about a lot of things. But yes. they have a, a love hate relationship. And then there's just this amazing bond between each other. So, yeah, no, she's hilarious. I she like is. her a lot. Um, I want to focus on some serious things here. Like, mm. um, how many leaf blowers do you own? <laughs> three one at home and one at each office uh, and he, he, oh four no so, so every branch has one and we've got one at home and is it um and for those who haven't watched casketeers before this is another thing that francis sort of says a bit of a fetish on <laughs> he's out there blowing with those things and you know another big question makita or still um, yes, yeah, so so now I've changed <laughs> to neither of those brands. What? Yeah, I've gone electric to. Um, it's a very sustainable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, is like an environmentally friendly blower. Yeah. Oh man, I've got like so many of the bat- the, the the most expensive part is the battery. It's a black and green brand. I feel like I black and green. No. Oh, and they do mowers and everything like that as well. Everything's electric. But yes, yeah, so I've turned electric um, because. On the show, someone pointed out, well, a few people pointed out that it wasn't very good for the environment. <laughs> You're and very naughty. Like, you know? <laughs> and so I had to change to, to make sure we accommodate that. And yeah, so it's, they're all electrical. Well, you know, there was a time where I did surprise him with a still leaf yes. blower. And at the time, I thought I honestly did something, you know, very, very lovely for him. And then when it aired, and I saw at the end that he actually didn't like it, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> It wasn't a good blower. It didn't do good blow. Like, it just wasn't well, powerful. No, no, but I've, I could have this wrong, but I've got a quote here. I mean, I did my homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, you told Kyota your farts blow better than Makita. <laughs> well, yeah. at that time they did. That was a petrol one. But now we've got electric and um, it's changed things. But, yeah, no, that was <laughs> – I remember that. <laughs> in your um, in your relationship, well, we think we're getting advice on what. No, no, it wasn't that. Weird. Someone was showing us a green and black, but that's it not is a, it. Might attend. <laughs> well, it's a good Kiwi brand. Yes, I it's, mean it's up there with the big Bens and the farm banks, yeah. and they're not paying me to say that. No. Um, in your relationship, there's always, and this is true in my relationship too. And I think Kyle, you and I are the same. And Francis, you're like my wife, Natalie. Because there's always a frugal one, that's us, and there's always a spender. And you're a big spender, aren't you, Francis? Yeah, uh, yeah yes, I was going to say yes and then no, but yes. <laughs> you got a you got a sneaky secret account? No, I don't, unfortunately. But just with the work things, what I do is I use the work card, go and get what we need, and then apologize later. Because if I ask, she's like, you didn't ask me, but then it's always no. Yes. So if I know it's something we urgently need, um, then I'll shoot off and buy it and then t- explain it to say, look, da 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 da. Yes. Because this broke and we need this, this, and this. But never. It's, let's be honest, it's not always no, or am I just defending myself? But there, there's reasons why. You have to save no. him from himself. <laughs> yeah. True, true. And without you, we probably wouldn't be where we are. So, you know. 
mix. That's true. That, hey. That's true for all of us, isn't mm. it? Yeah, no, that's and, and 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 you're a showman. You're flamboyant. You love to entertain. Mm. You're a singer. Yeah, mostly at funerals. <clears throat> on the guitar and today on the guitar, um, you know, songs, hymns. I just I just think it really um, enhances a service, you know. Uh, but although a lot of our own culture take care of it themselves, there are some uh, people that don't play guitar, don't have a leader, don't have a singer. So just get in there and do it, you know. Do you both have a favourite for a, for a funeral for a tangi that you would as a go to for you? In a favourite hymn? Yeah, hymn song. Yeah. Be how great thou art. Yeah, um, we try and sing uh, according to the gathering and what they may know. You know, Amazing Grace is another one. Hihonore. Um, yeah, just a few of the the different songs. Mm. We just play according to the to, to the mourners and mm. the gathering. You musical at all, Kaiora? I I I love to sing. I love performing kapahaka. Uh, I'm not great at playing an instrument, mm. but when it's playing, oh, you just get in there and you sing with the meaning. Fantastic. That's uh, great. I liked, um, I think I said, Hi, Emma, everything is kapai. <laughs> you did that. How, I, well, I'm just doing that because I'm encouraging you to have a go. Oh, oh my, yes. Oh, my goodness. Simon, get up on that matatini yeah. stage nah, and start whipping not. it out. It's, uh, how's it go? Um, everything is kapai throughout the land. I want to shake your hand. That's so beautiful. Fun. See, yeah. you're fantastic. And with a guitar, that <laughs> would be like better. even more yeah. magic. It's amazing. Mm. Um, I think that's the first on Generally Famous, someone singing. I started it, admittedly, just then. But that's, uh, that's <laughs> beautiful. fantastic. Beautiful. Um, well done, Simon. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I, um, well, I, was, I was on Masked Singer. I'm surprised they haven't got you on that way, either of you, actually. (laughs) I could see that. I feel like Kyoto could be the dark horse on that. I mean, to be fair, it's not that hard because they, you know, like you record yourself a thousand times. I mean, it is you singing, but then they get the best three seconds at every part of it, right? And um, that's it. Beautiful. Let's talk funerals and casketeers. Um, I was once an undertaker, actually. I was Mr. Salbury in the school show, Oliver. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we sang a song and we did a dance and my my wife she's quite a bit bigger than me and when we danced my head was in her bosoms and it was very disconcerting actually as I sang the song but um that really had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that you know I was an undertaker how did how did you guys start out in the world of undertaking mm-hmm. We were Kayako up north working for the local iwi. And um, a- as you know with uh, a Māori organisation, when somebody dies, you know, everyone generally drops what they do. It goes to go and pay your respects to someone who's passed away in the whānau. And this was happening regularly up north. And I was like, man, we came to so many funerals, uh, tangi. Um, why don't – and there's sort of one funeral home in the area up in Kaitai. And so we said, why don't we go and learn to do this and come back and – you know, open our own little mm. business because we mm. know our culture, we know uh, bits and pieces, tikanga, but we just didn't have the skills to do it. So uh, I, you know, had a chat to my wife. She was not into it. And um, like you were, because what, you were a teacher at the time? Have I got that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't into it, eh? No, I I thought he, you know, he was going through um, a man phrase at the yeah. time because he was talking about having his own funeral home and 
I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out the clothes. I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice, that's cool. But then he came home the following day and he was so serious about it that he said, look, I've got a job in Auckland and I've even got you a job and we can move in the next couple of weeks. I'm, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, okay. All right, well, yeah, let's go. And it's all in my mind. I'm thinking, I was sort of in denial about the whole thing. But, yeah. And how long ago are we talking? How long ago is this? 17? Yeah, 17. Years ago? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and that's how it just it just came as a conversation and a thought and then came to Auckland, trained, qualified, and then we were like, I did some research and the number of people that die up north wasn't a lot. So, right. But, you know, would they, they just generally so live there's longer. no dollars in that. Well, well correct. Um, and also <laughs> the healthy and happy up there. And what we found evidently is that all the tangi we were going to, the bodies, the tupapaku were being brought back from Auckland to mm. go north, to be returned, mm. as most everyone comes to Auckland to work. So that's when the decision was made to stay here for a little bit, maybe until we're grandparents we yeah. might move back up there yeah. whereabouts in northland is your sort of uh sort of kaitaia right. on west coast piloting of the hokianga mm. did you um and did you when you did that did you have a um not that you need to but did you have a mentor or anything i mean I'm, i suppose i'm trying to work out how you broke in because i would have thought it's not like i don't know um it's not like busking, you know, mm -hmm. which you'd be good at too, but you can't just kind of put a head out and start going. I would have thought you'd need someone to kind of help you or get yourself established or go in under them. Or Absolutely. It was. It took weeks and weeks of uh, ringing and knocking. You can't – you just don't walk in there. So I was um, – I kept going and going yes. and I stayed uh, the course and uh, someone let me in and so that was – uh, beautiful. I started at a funeral home in Papatoitoi, uh, Martin Williams, um, and from there went on to Nahoefa funeral home in Pemua. So you know, all of those were just just blessings to be able to get me in the door mm. or get us in the door. And today you're qualified as a funeral undertaker or what do we call it? That's what I uh, an undertaker funeral director. director. The funeral director. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And um, and today, of course, I mean, you're you're the big time. You've got three. Um, uh, uh, premises, uh, Onihanga, West Auckland, where I come from, Porirua. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, plans for the next? My wife was talking about uh, Ototahi Christchurch, but, um, you know, I, I said to her, look, let's just have the baby. Because um, we've never really, since our first boy, Nikora, we haven't really properly brought up the children. You know, there's always been with with my parents and nannies and looking after them. So I said, well, maybe for our last child, let's bring her mm. up. And um, and then we'll look at going, you know, doing that setting up again. So, I mean, but for now, our hands are full with the branches we have. Yeah. Mm. And we've got to make sure that they're running smoothly and beautifully. Oh, it sounds like a good plan. No, you can kind of, you know, you've, you've been going at it for a long time. So mm. there's nothing wrong with um, taking, a, not time out, but, you know, not not rushing yeah, yeah, at it. Yeah, sure. There, there have there is opportunity there to to expand and branch out to other regions, but um, well, I guess not a bug. There are, the, as Francis said, there are our tamariki that that we have to consider. There is a um, and our current staff that we have to manaki as well, and it's not as simple as just establishing another branch. No, there is a lot of care and 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 ensuring that we have the right kaimahi that have the, the same passion that that we um have so it's just, it's another it's another it's another baby mm. and that that will take a lot of time to because mm -hmm. because actually what you're saying which which i was going to ask you about anyway i mean 
I, I would have thought, maybe not exactly, but I would have thought being a funeral director, you know, you're, you're around death every day, um, that, that would be quite, I mean, it would have its emotional kind of toll to it. I mean, it doesn't sound great, and, and I'm, but I'm not, and I'm not suggesting it's always sad. I'm sure it's uplifting at times as well. But how do you deal with all that, that kind of emotion, that, mm. that sort of, because I would have thought the other thing is you, you wouldn't want to be, you know, you don't want to just turn yourself off and be emotionless. You need to be there in it. Um, but 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 does it take its toll? I was just about to respond by saying the big Ben Pie, but um, <laughs> yeah. But there there are um, we do have a lot of um, kaitahi, like a debrief with our staff, and we come together as a whānau and we have um, a kai together and. We, we, we let it all out as a, as a whānau. Um, but also um, in our own personal lives, we tend to go home and, and if there are any troubling or matters that still are, are, are not unsettling, there's always um, one another to, to draw on. But I think... What other, what other ways do we... That's it, basically. And, you know, it's it's not... It's it's like people think, well, how could you do that? You know, there's only about, a, about 20% of the time we're dealing with yes. the tupapa. The rest is their families and, and the living. And that's where the stress is, you know, yes. organising the perfect funeral, flowers mm. that are, you know, some, someone wants blue roses. And so all of those sorts of things, you've got to figure all of that out. It's an organisation logistics an organi- game. That, that's exactly what it is. So it's not really um, sad and, and depressing per se. There are some cases in terms of death circumstances yes. of, of who you know the way in which someone dies but generally it's it's the families and so if you can uh, go away and talk about it as a staff you're, you're generally okay uh, but if there are bigger issues and that's usually the only time we need uh, supervision in from outside mm. is uh, with children and that makes that's quite difficult we all are a young staff yeah. so we've got tamariki of our own and it's, it, it's difficult uh, so we bring supervision in to help us uh, work through that Mm. Yeah, I, I guess it's where it's most related, where you um, can connect with a grieving mother who has a child, has just lost a child the same age as yours, um, and you you can just only but imagine that same grief for you. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and, and, and many of our staff do experience that. Some of them have also experienced their own loss, have lost their own parents in the past year. So we've just be, have to be there for them during these struggling yeah. times. So yeah. I mean, you, you, uh, you yeah, you, I mean, just in the show we see from old courier to babies to the young person in an accident to cancer to all of these. And, and the other thing that's, you know, I imagine is you are dealing with people at kind of their best and their worst. Mm. You know, like you must see a range of um, different emotions and attitudes from, from you know, just, just the grief beyond grief to lots of anger. I, I presume it's all there. It is all there, Simon, and that is one of the questions or, or the, the comments we make to when we're hiring, bringing new staff into the whānau is that, you know, it's not to take things personally because most often they will come back when they need to see you and apologise. But people go, you know, we, we, we're not fussed um, about how we're treated and everything. I mean, physical we won't stand, but in terms of words that come out the way they express, I mean, people... <coughs> 
gangs we've got and, and young kids, they might come in and burst into a haka, which mm. is just beautiful. Mm. It's a, an expression of their grief. And so, or there might be someone who's angry. Mm. And again, it's their expression. But as long as it's contained, mm. we, we don't mind. Yeah. The other thing, of course, which is just so clear is, you know, your Māori funeral directors, which is different than if you were Pākehā funeral directors. And how was it different? Um, well, being a Māori funeral home, and in fairness, we do a lot of, we take care of a lot of uh, Pacific Islanders as well, mm-hmm. families. But the, the the being the owners, the difference is that we understand the culture and the tikanga, and sometimes we called upon. Um, there's a fine line in terms of our role as a funeral director. Uh, my wife will end up being a kaikaranga. I will be the speaker on the mm. marae, the singer. Um, we sometimes we're called to go and, you know, when the body leaves the house, I've got to go and give a blessing to, to takahi, the whare is what they call. And so all of that is, is stuff that you don't pay for, but it is who we are. So we don't deny it. We say, yes, if we've got the time, we're going to come in takahi the whare, or my wife will call you on to the marae, all those sorts of things. Uh, and that's basically the difference between us. Uh, having said that, we look after lots of non-Māori family, lots of Pākehā family, sure. which is just beautiful. We love uh, taking care of everyone. But at the same time, that's that's the difference there. It's it's the way in which we manaki always come into the funeral for arrangements. It's always about um, you know, making sure what are your immediate needs. We'll have a cup of tea, uh, some biscuits, just to settle down. Um, sometimes whānau have been in the hospital with their loved one and they're tired We'll go grab a mattress, have a sleep for a couple of hours while we're embalming. You know, all those sorts of things. It's just being practical and what makes sense right now. So that's... Is the, is the body treated differently or not really? I mean, in as much as it's tapu and... Yep. The, the, when we are uplifting uh, from a place of death, uh, the main thing to protect is the head. The head is very, very tapu. And so uh, we want to make sure that uh, it's held when we slide the body onto the stretcher, someone is at the head or making sure the head of the person's coming over smoothly, not banging all over the place. Um, and also when we put a cover on the top, like a velvet cover, that the head is, it doesn't touch. We have a protector over the top, a feature protector, because a lot of people are very, a Māori people are sensitive about that. And so that's another thing that we understand. Uh, but in all fairness, I think th- uh, there are lots of uh, non-Māori funeral homes that do it too. So, yes. you know, it's really, really beautiful. Mm. It's not just us, but that's, you know, 17 years ago, that was the difference, you mm. know, coming in um, into the industry. Mm. But as, as he explained that, that process of transferring the loved one, it's always good to be transparent with the whānau so they, they're aware and they feel part of that whole um, transferring. You're and explaining as you yeah. go what's I've seen that. So yeah. that they're they it's it's open and they're they're aware of what's happening. And some of them feel invited. Some of them feel that they can be part of that. And often it's seen that it's only for the funeral director to be doing. But once you give them the opportunity, that's a, an act of love that they can do in those final moments. And yeah, they they do. They come back with feedback and, and appreciate being part of all of that. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. 
So, for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read from Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. We've been joking around and amongst us about, you know, farm bake, big bean and so Is there a place for humour in a funeral, in a tonguey? Absolutely. I mean, um, Give me a, yeah. the other day we had, I was laying a gentleman uh, down in, t- in our, one of our chapels. And as you lay him down, we have a centerpiece. So the casket's got to go on the floor. We had two mattresses for a Māori whanau to sleep. And myself and Jay, who's gay, uh, openly and proud, uh, we're, <laughs> were doing that. And so we had the whanau lift the casket and we laid him down. And I was up at the head and Jay was at the foot. End, and I like to make sure the casket is center point. And I said to Jay, Jay, is the casket straight? And then he was like, oh, you're asking a gay man. <laughs> sort of, you know? And so everyone just burst out laughing. And so, but but you got to feel the room. you got to yes. feel the room. And <laughs> uh, the thing is with that, uh, luckily enough, people know my humor as well. I can be a real idiot. But then at the same time, switch into deep prayer <laughs> yes. and and, t- and turn it around. So it is about reading Have the you room. ever got it wrong? I know I would have. Uh, no, if I feel in my gut that it's not the right place, I just don't do yeah. it. But if you know, you go, oh my goodness, I me mean, look at this, and yes. you know the person, they're jokers. Yes. Definitely, yes. don't be too, don't be yes. too, re, you know, morbid. No. Have humour yes. in there because it helps. Yes. Um, and you might have attended a few funerals where there's just been lots of laughs, which is great, yes. great for the soul. Yes, and often from the whānau, isn't from it? From the you know, telling stories, yes. about telling stories, funny stories. Um, Pacific funerals. You mean we talk non Are they? How are they? Are, are they fundamentally similar in terms of the approach and the head and tapu and the aftercare and so on to uh, a Māori uh, a tangi or, or are there differences? They are fundamentally that we are the same. Uh, they want their loved one treated just as we treat everyone beautifully, mm. uh, but they are different in that they're not in a rush. You know, like the Māori families, they want go, go, you go. uplift at nine Let's be on the marae by three, you know, mm. whereas Pacific Island families, you uplift at nine o'clock, they might not want the body back until two days, a day later, mm. because they need to take their time, they meet, they set a house up, how their homes up so beautifully to uh, receive their loved one. And so, yeah, just time frames are different. They also, they really, really celebrate their loved one by um Decorating the whole fuddy, mm. and it's amazing. Beautiful. It's like uh, like a uh, for a princess mm. or a king. They just lights and drapery. Mm. It's just mm. really, really beautiful. Um, and that's their way. And our way is to you know lay the body on the marae and talk and mm. put it all. I mean, seeing some of that on on casket is amazing, mm. and the various um, as you say the the the, the effort that goes in. Um, can I ask you this? How do you think your funeral will be? I mean, it's a long, long way away, but I mean, what, what, have you thought about the, your service? I'm sorry to be a bit macabre, but <laughs> no, you know, we, no, while no. we're talking, this while we're here, yeah, no. Um, I, I've thought it depends on who dies first. So we were thinking, like, I would like to be uh, placed into a mausoleum, but you know, that's probably not what you know, we can erect one up at the Urupa. They'd be like, no, no, no. So it was either I was going to be cremated first. And then buried with my wife, or vice versa. That's my thought. But you know, so you be cremated. Well, it depends who dies. Mm. So if she dies first. I'll cremate her, and then I'll when I die, she'll ashes will come with me, and we'll go together. Mm. But 
I have no problem in leaving it to the children to decide. I'm just, after mm. everything I've seen and experienced, yes. I don't think it's fair for me to say, I want this, I want this, because yes. the kids, if they don't fulfill it, they'll be traumatized. Like, I didn't fulfill my father's yeah. wish. Mm. So all I want to say is to the kids, do what. No what worries. Do you, what do you want? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I'm not, at yes. the end of the day. Kaiora, you have different views? or. Well, we tend, we, we, as you know, as you can see, we often have these conversations and it's quite normal between us. Um, but one day it, it might be burial and then the next day we go on to cremation and now I hear we're at the mausoleum. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, as, as he said, you know, it is going to be up to the tamariki. And, and one thing that we have learned through this is that it's to allow them to make those decisions. Um, when once the loved one has or ourselves do leave in this wish list and they aren't able to achieve that, it leaves them to feel that they weren't um, or extra stress maybe at the time of just simply trying to grieve. So I'm, I'm all for our tamariki making those decisions for, for our funeral. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, I, I do have to ask you that. I mean, just off the top of your head, if we're talking caskets, I mean, has this thing got a lot of bling? I mean, some of the ones I've seen on your show are ridiculous. They are, right? Lights, LEDs, and all the... the, the or is yeah. this a more traditional um, carved thing? Or what, what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I like the rosewood casket, which is a deep red casket. And it's, yes. it looks black, but in turn, until it's under the sun, you can see the grain of red wood. Mm. Um, and so that's what I like. Just it's You wouldn't you just think, oh, it's a, just a shaped wooden coffin. Um, and so that's what I like, just you know, nice and plain. He he would walk throughout the funeral home, and there's this area of display of caskets. And then some one day would have something new on display, and he'd go, "Oh, I think I look perfect in there." Mm -hmm. So it's probably I've, <laughs> I've hopped in uh, most of the caskets and had photos. I said, "My wife to take take photos of me. Just want to see how I look in the different types of caskets." So that's one of the things I do, uh, but also to test to make sure that they're going to hold a body. Um, yeah. What's the cheapest through to cost effective is probably a better word. Mm. Casket through to the most expensive bling thing you can get. Mm. I mean, there's a massive difference, mm. right? Correct. Yes. Um, the the cremation liners are like two hundred fifty dollars, right? Uh, and then you can go anywhere up to twelve thousand dollars. We don't have anything more than that yep. uh, in stock. Yep. But yeah, those are the twelve thousand. You'd be talking solid demu. Wood, mm, which is yeah, just magnificent, mm. and I, I sometimes I think, oh, and, and then when a family buys one and they want it cremated, I just cringe <laughs> like, why? Yeah, but you know, it's just a beautiful piece of wood which yes. I marvel at. Yeah, you spend so much time around death. Can I say? I, it, I mean, what do you answer this? Any? There's no right or wrong mm. answer. To this obviously. How do you feel about? What do you think about the afterlife? I feel it's not a small question. No, no, no. I feel there is an afterlife, um, yeah. and I know when I uh, or when we all know when we um, are disrespectful uh, around loved ones, things happen. And it's even like if I'm sitting here in front of a loved one right now, and my wife and I, she walks in, and I might tell her that uh, you know one of the issues. Oh, you were late, you know, or something like that. And so we end up having a little conversation like this, and it could get heated, not extremely heated, but, you know, it's rude to do that in front of someone. And so uh, it shows us, and we're showing some way throughout the day that don't do that. And so 
outside of the room and they'll have our conversation sort of thing. Um, if a family are around and they're laughing and joking and or they start to argue, then that would have been normal when this person was alive. So um, I do feel like they're watching and they're here and it's up to us to make sure that uh, we get a good night's sleep and do everything right. Mm. Sometimes things go wrong, but you've got to fix it and make it right as soon as you can. Because they're watching. They're watching. Um, and no, I know not everyone believes it, but that's just what, what we believe. They're there, uh, maybe hovering around until they've had their final you know, prayer of departure to the spirit world. Uh, but, but that's uh, how we act and how we're going to be um, while we're in the, in the midst of a loved one. Yes, I... I... I or we like to feel that they're still present with us just in those moment, moments, um, whether that's physically or I feel that they're still spiritually here. Mm. And so we, we would still treat them like they are still with us. Like it's other, quite literally a send-off that needs to be done right for yes, that. Yes, correct. Mm. The other day uh, we had two loved ones in our viewing room and they had the the, the cooler on full blast. And I walked in and said, good morning, Miss. Chinkus me is freezing in here. That doesn't need to be that cold. So I turned it down a little bit. And I said, I apologize for that. My staff must have thought, you know, because it's already cold now, so we don't need it at full full blast. So just keep it down because I know you didn't look, looks like you didn't like the cold. And so those sorts of things. And uh, you feel better later on. Yes. Mm. Fantastic. You, you guys are now, I mean, this show's called Generally Famous. I mean, you guys are fair dinkum famous. Um, this show's been, Casketeers, a massive success. You've done five, you know, you've done almost as many as you're going to have children. You've got another one on the on the, uh, on the on the way. It's international. Um, has, has, it, has it changed you? It, it has me. Um, it's gotten me a little bit more busy. Um, I haven't been able to do uh, as many funerals as I would like to, uh, just because the, the company's grown. I've got to keep back now and have a look at things. I um, mean, also, uh, there, there was a little bit of a time where I got uh, overwhelmed with uh, the fame yes. and just going out to to the more with the kids. It just became yes. just too much. And even at funerals, and and this is no disrespect to families because you know they've seen a celebrity, so of course they're going to go all out. But you know, sometimes at funerals when I we. we carrying out a tonguey or a funeral and then it just everyone talks to me and they want photos everything like that and that's so nice i've got to appreciate that but it does take its toll sometimes mm. and i could miss things if i'm talking to someone i could you know miss the committal or miss pressing the button to lower the casket because you, do, you don't want to be rude you mm. know um, and so that's the only little thing but i you know that's something that i have to learn to deal with and and i am slowly mm. yeah but otherwise um I, i'm Grateful to be in people's homes. That's that's a privilege. That's a very, very good question. Do you get sick of the selfies? Because no. you'd have people coming up, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. I, you I, have them all. And yes. And, you know, I do. I, I am, I'm grateful for when anyone wants a selfie at first. It's, I guess it's just when. Like I could have my tamariki with me and one screaming off my hand mm. and everything and then they're wanting to have a selfie. So I'm like, mm. okay. No problem. So it's just a matter of settling them mm. and then having that photo. And then, of course, they want to come along and they want to have the photo too. So yeah, the kids jump in. Can we get in the photo? Yes, yes, come on. Let's all get in the photo. So, you know, that's 
that's all part of it, and and it's okay. But the kids are used to it now. They're like, oh, mom, hurry up, or dad, yeah. hurry up, and so I don't have my phone. I've got to take them to the. Yes, to the, I've spoken to a lot of other you know celebrities as well, and how they deal with things. They say to me like a lot of them don't do lines and cues, um, or don't go out to you know big gatherings. But I've got children, and they want to go to these yes. places. So mm. I just yes just just bite the bullet and go. You know I can't. Your precious or anything, we've, we've got to go. We just, yeah. And, and your influences, right? I mean, I think in terms of um, around Tereo and Tikanga, um, how do you how do you think about that? How do you feel about that? I feel privileged. Mm. I do feel privileged to be um, called upon if for any um, questions around Tikanga practices around um, certain words for for Te Reo Māori. Um, sometimes though, when they're, they're they, we do we we kind of like the go to dial up the Maori hey, and we get emails. You know, people emailing through the main line, just going, hey, can we have your view and can you translate this? And when it becomes that, that um, not difficult, but when there's many or like that, I would refer them to um, the professionals mm. at um, Tōtafiti Maori. Mm. Yeah, well, we're very beginning, and so that's why it's, it's it was okay for us to write our book Tikanga. Mm. It was ma- made and written for beginners. You know, yes. after that, you need to go on to you know Scotty Morrison. Scotty Morrison. We we yeah. just wanted to <laughs> give that small introduction into the world of Tikanga to people who don't know about it. Right, marriage relationship. I mean, you guys have been together for a long time. I think about the same. I think there's some similarities with Nelly and I about the same amount of time. I, th- I could be making this up, but I feel like, like us, you had a kind of a wrong word, but let's say crappy wedding, cheap, cheap wedding when <laughs> yeah. you're young and, you know, and you've grown together and you've become successful in the public eye together. I know you've recently had your um, second wedding in, in, in Fiji and you're able to do it, you know, and more in a style and, and all of those things. I suppose the point of all this, so you had a really successful partnership and marriage what are some top tips for staying together and keeping it real and going well? Um, for me as a male is to always um, be, be be quick to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, that's great because sometimes… Does that um, come naturally to you? No, no, that's and that's what I've learned. So when, when I'm uh, yelled at… Or, or oh, spoken to, spoken no, whichever happens, whichever happens no, first. No, no. Okay. Uh, just, just no. quiet, and then just reflect, and just <laughs> even walk or whatever, and then talk about it later. Whereas before, and on the younger, should yell, I'd yell. Da, 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 da. But my point, oh, but you didn't get my point. So now it's a stop. Yeah, um, this really is like my relationship with Natalie. No, it's just good. It's good, and that's all. <laughs> uh, that's the main thing to do. And uh, you know, eighty percent. Do you find the- sometimes honesty isn't the best policy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is not a secret, but I have learned that. Especially, I think I, this is in a lot of males. Is as the silent treatment works. But <clears throat> yeah, my wife does that. It's not that so I do that purposely. <laughs> it is. It's nasty. I think it's a nasty thing. You got to resolve yes. these things before you go to bed. And there's the secret: carrying that on for like 24, 48 hours, like yes. my wife sometimes does. That's not right. <laughs> I'm not yep. that bad, surely. And and that is the, of all. It's the silent treatment, which is the, the the part that really gets you going, and you're thinking more. And then and then she talks, and then it's it's like oh. 
Wow, that was a journey. If, if it was a journey of nothing, is the worst journey. I'm not saying anything, and you're like, man. But yes. So sorry, I've cut you off, Kyra. Your your no, basic no. tip is silent treatment. Oh, that, that it's, it, that, that's one tip. But the other tip, and I think this is a famous tip, and that's to not go to sleep without talking or unresolved issues. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And and I'm look having defamed Natalie on the show. That was I'm not quite. I'm I'm, I'm exaggerating a lot. <laughs> but and I'm you, all for her. Yeah, and are you guys? I mean, I just think I'm in awe of you. You've got um. S- s- Five, soon to be six children from 20s down to what's your youngest at the moment? Like five or something? Four. 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 Amazing. Um, when, you, when, you, when you got your little sixth on the way in September and you found out she was a girl, I just feel like, I just talking to myself, you must have cried with relief after five boys. I cried so bad. Um, like it's terrible. You still would have loved the little guy, but like if it had a little dinky, you would yeah, have been like, what? Totally, totally. It was, she, she let me open, because the midwife sent. I did a sneaky, Simon. Mm. I you did knew. a sneaky. So, yes, as, you, as everyone knows, when you find out the gender, you wait for the 20-week scan. But I heard about this nip test that yes. you can find out between 10 and 12 weeks. And my midwife said, hey, if you're serious, I can send you this form. You can go get your bloods done. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do it. And I was going to just keep it a secret from him. <laughs> but if, if it, I was wanting to have this big gender reveal, whether it was a girl or a boy, I was going to just do this sneaky thing, right? Well, my midwife rings me and then she says, hey, I've got – I've got the result. And I went, oh, my gosh. She goes, okay. And I said, no, don't tell me. <laughs> she goes, but you've just paid for it. I said, I know, but could you just text it to me, a pink heart for a girl <laughs> or a blue heart for a boy? And hey, it's just not one second. Yes. Right at that point, was your, like, heart in your mouth or whatever? I mean, were you, were you, were you? Um, I don't know what the word is, but sort of scared, apprehensive I about that? I so was. <laughs> all the words, I was that person. So... When I asked her to just text it to me, I was pacing up and down the office. And he's 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 going from one room to the other and he asks himself, where's my wife? Where is she? She's, oh, she's so there. She's, you better go and see if she's all right. So he comes out to me and he goes, what's the problem? I said, I just need to go to the office, sit down and I'll talk to you. So then I said to him, hey, this is what's happened in this text. I've just, this text here, I haven't read it. I haven't opened it. But will we view, reveal what gender we're having? And, and he goes. I felt like I was cheated on. I was like, <laughs> what did you, how did you do that? What did you do, like, you know, sort of thing? And, I, and just all these emotions were coming forth. And then I wanted to make sure she was real. Like, this was actually. So he started Googling. I was Googling and I was like, oh, it is a thing. Like, you can get tests and that. And so she goes, the answer is in my phone. As soon as you open it, you'll see it. Yes, he was so just He goes, how Jeez. I was like, how could you do that without me knowing? <laughs> so, I, and I said, well, now this is what my heart's pounding. It's, it's not pounding for me, it's pounding for you. So, if you want to open it and you want to know what we're having, now's the time when he goes, oh, <laughs> who was speechless? Oh, man. And the phone but sat there. For half an hour, I went to the toilet, I went back and forth. And I was just like, man, man, man. 
oh, give me the phone. Yeah. And then I opened the text and it was a pink heart and no words. I just cried like a bit, just cried, cried. That was it. He was crying and I was like, what, what is, is it? it? Yeah, is it crying for a boy or a girl? Sad or what? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's a girl. Yeah. Amazing. She, she started laughing like, are you sure? And I was like, I showed her the pink. Yeah. And then the rest was history. So I was so oh, I mean, you know, look. I know it's not PC. Boys are precious, but girls are so precious. <laughs> As a guy a with dad. two sons and then a girl, girl. and uh, well you know, and it's not it's not five then one, but you know, um, <laughs> I think we probably who knows we might have gone again if we'd got another boy. So it's I really am so uh, e- excited for Thank you. you and Simon. sixth, um, I'm the youngest of six. <laughs> I said to you outside, absolute sixth is generally the best. Beautiful. Okay, you know, Beautiful. and in your case, you know, I just feel like don't tell us. I'm not, you know, not that you would, but have you got a name already? Not no. at the moment. Well, I would have thought you're sitting there like you've every time one of those boys came you had to find another boy's name, <laughs> and now and and you were always ready with a girl's name. Well, look, we went, we've been went to the mall the other day, and then we came across all these girl clothes, and I was like, darling, look, there's. We've never shopped for we girls before. We don't even before. have any. Uh, when she's born, we've got nothing because we just go to the boys' section, shorts, T-shirts, jerseys, jeans. Yes. And now it's all changing. But in terms of her name, Simon, we have many, many family members throwing their names their in name the right, and we've got right. to figure it all out and who, what <laughs> it's, order. It's political. It's political. <laughs> it's political. So political. Oh, gosh. Um, well, it's just been so good talking with you two. You're fantastic people. Um uh, great, uh, you know, great, generally famous uh, people. And um, look, one day, you know, I hope I live like another 50 years, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'd love you to do my tangi. It would be fantastic. Mates rates though, right? Kira, yeah. Yes, indeed. Kia that. I bet you don't get that often. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap up asking some questions I ask every guest. Kaiora, if you could be someone else for a day, who would it be? Beyonce. <laughs> Why is that what I thought oh, as well? You know well? who came to my mind straight away? I was Hilary Berry. Nice. She's so lovely. Yes, she is. She presents herself so well, and she is such a lovely wahine. Wonderful. Francis, mm-hmm. what's your most embarrassing moment? My <laughs> most embarrassing moment would have been um, probably – embarrassing and detrimental, would have been taking a family into view a body which wasn't their loved one. We I took them in the wrong room. Mm. Yeah, so that was very, very awful, sad and embarrassing. I um, Yeah, that would be bad. Mm. That would be bad. Luckily, <laughs> they were coming funny families in terms of like laughed. Like, oh, this isn't her. I was like, oh my gosh, why are you laughing? I'm going to cry. And then I went to the next room. Is this your mother? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm on the jackpot. Dear Kyota, if money was no object, what are the first three things you would buy? Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like you're getting the hard ones. <laughs> um, gee, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> um, an electric hearse. Oh, absolutely. You're spot on an electric hearse. Is there hearse. one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Tesla have made one. Wow. We keep going back to Teslas. Well, that's the only at the moment. Well, you know, whoever else is making them, but that's the one I've seen. But wow. Sorry. Yes, and possibly an endless supply of baby nappies. Wonderful. Um, 
And uh, actually on that Royals Buckingham Palace, you guys have been, you've been over there. You, you, you actually saw um, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth's um, body. Yeah, yes, we've been in, in, in the line. Like? That was something. It was just like you wait 12 hours like, queuing through London. And they did some farm bakes and big bean yeah, pies for that. Yeah, it's cups of teas, and then you get in there, and it's just you don't know what to expect. But it's just there's a like there was this really beautiful regal feeling, Simon, and I can't even describe yeah, it. Yeah, I but, don't like regal, yeah, but it was beautiful regal. You just saw yeah, yeah. an awe of like, oh, there she is, you know, yeah. like from here to that black drape away, like wow. I yeah. almost felt like I needed to do a karanga when I went in there, mm. Westminster Abbey, but. Mm. Yes, oh, yes. but to. no. Well, and I think you know they might not have known what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and you we might have had diplomatic on. police yes, jumping on yes. you. Who knows? They were all deported. Over there. Yeah. First one out. Yeah. And Francis, mm-hmm. which famous actor would play you in the movie of your life? Um, probably either Cliff Curtis or Tim Weller, because they've got to nice. be able to sing as well and play the guitar. Nice. That's the only reason why, in terms of uh, relatability. Yes. Kaiora. Mm. What's the strangest tradition in your whānau? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen anything amongst no. my siblings? I know you don't like some of those I traditions. Don't know you have any. <laughs> A strange tradition. It's not strange at the moment, but ever since 2019, I have encouraged my my husband and my tamariki to dress up in Christmas clothes. Christmas pajamas, so we can have photos every year, oh, and they nice. don't nice. like it one bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no that 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 fits the question, I think, very well. And look, let's ask you both this one. Um, we'll start with you, Francis. If you could choose to stop aging at any age, which would you choose? The one when he's all wrinkled. Dude, uh, no, no, no. Uh, maybe fifty. We haven't got there yet. Yeah, no, I'd like to. It start. might be rubbish. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to be too young. I don't want to be too old. I think 50 is a good sort of. You'll have, a, and at that point, you'll have like a, we were talking about this off here. You'll have like, what, a nine, 10 year old? No, what? No, no, like 11 year old. 11 year old, and hopefully a. I'll be a grandfather at this because I do want, I really want a grandchild at We're some point. And so that's it hasn't why I thought, yet. No, 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 no. And um, not in a rush, but I'd like to 50. That's why I thought that's a good age, sort of. Yeah, if I can stop there. And Kaiora? Oh, I'm happy to go now. Which is got a four and a zero in it. It does. Amazing. 40. That's does. so good. Fantastic. Hey, guys, it's been so good talking to you. We've covered a lot of ground and uh, we just wish you all the very best um, with your little one on the way you've been listening to Generally Famous a Stuff podcast there's a new episode every Wednesday you can listen to them all at stuff.co.nz slash generally famous or wherever you get your podcasts in fact if you follow us on Apple or Spotify any of the podcast apps in fact you'll get the latest episode automatically sounds good right thanks to my producers Chris Reed and Jen Black and audio editor John Rapiha I'm Simon Bridges really appreciate you listening. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. 
I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think that, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Nothing if in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.